0: Well, my name is Ryan Schreckengast, one of the preachers here at GFC, and this week I heard a Christmas song on the radio that I will not try to sing for you, uh, but I will read to you just the first uh, verse and then also the chorus. Lights that twinkle, red and green, Charlie Brown on the TV screen, hugs from friends and family, that's what we need right now, zipping up a winter coat, truck tires on a snowy road, that's the sound of coming home, and that's what we need right now. This world could use a little healing, our hearts could sure use something to believe in. We need Christmas, now more than ever, to bring us together. We need Christmas. Come on, December, help us remember the joy, the peace, and the hope that love can bring, because we need Christmas. Christmas. How do you feel about those words? I have very mixed feelings about those words because I can't help but notice that conspicuously absent in those lyrics is what we really need. Not Christmas, but Jesus. We really need Jesus. And yet, for those of us who do know Jesus and the salvation that God works through him, these things can remind us of who he is. But it's so tricky because the most tragic thing that happens this time of year is that we can have our eyes so dazzled by Christmas that we fail To behold Christ. And friends, if we fail to remember how God reveals his salvation, then we will fail to behold and experience his salvation in Jesus. We will throw away the only thing that could actually save us. But the good news is that if we do saturate ourselves in the truth of God's word and we bind his promises on our hearts, only then can we enjoy these traditions of Christmas, for they will showcase the mind-blowing scope of the revelation of God And his salvation through Jesus Christ. And then Jesus will be in everything. My hope this morning and throughout this Advent season is that you remember the progressive revelation of Jesus as God's mightiest work of salvation. Why? So that you don't miss him so that jesus is elevated to his rightful place of glory not just during christmas but for your entire life that is why it is worth remembering the progressive revelation of jesus as god's mightiest work of salvation We'll start this morning by remembering that salvation by reading Exodus chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, and 11 through 16. Turn there with me. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both man and of beast, is mine. And then further in the, in the chapter. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time... To come, your son asks you, What does this mean? You shall say to him, By a strong hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man And the firstborn of animals. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord. All the males that first open the womb. But all the firstborn of my sons. I redeem. It shall be a mark on your hand. Or frontlets between your eyes. For by a strong hand. The Lord brought us out of Egypt. Friends, in these verses, God commands his people to remember his mighty work of salvation. This is the very first thing that God commands his people to do after saving them from slavery in Egypt. He commands them to remember And so God says in verse 2, consecrate, that means set aside for him every firstborn forever. Forever. The children of God are to symbolically reenact God's salvation generation after generation after generation after generation. Verse 13, every animal must die and every firstborn son must die unless it is redeemed or paid for by the death of an innocent lamb. Just as it was on the day Israel left Egypt, they're looking backward, they're remembering. So why does God want his people to reenact this death and redemption over and over and over again? Because they're not just looking back. They're looking forward. God isn't done revealing his salvation. He wants his people to remember his past salvation... So that they can recognize his future salvation, what he will do. Verse 11 says, When the Lord, future, does what he swore he would do, remember what he did. The Israelites are about to be confronted. By an entire literal sea that screams, God can't do what he swore to do. So you must remember exactly how God saves. And then they will face four decades in the wilderness that whisper day after day, God won't do what he swore to do. So you must remember exactly how God saves. And in each of those situations, God reveals in greater detail exactly how he saves friends his plan is to save his people he saved them from pharaoh he saved them from the red sea he saved them from the wilderness he gave them the land that he swore to give them and that is why verse 16 says to remember it as if it was written between your eyes, with a strong hand, the Lord saves. Because he still has a promise remaining. A promise of a permanent dwelling with the Lord. A salvation not just from Egypt... But from their own sin and separation from God. Friends, the glory is that more is coming. And to experience the, the true spectacular beauty of that promise, you have to remember that God redeemed his children. How? Through the blood. Of a lamb. God is using the history of his people to progressively reveal his plan for salvation. A good illustration of that progressive revelation is how we like to give Christmas gifts to our kids months before. Well, we like to give Christmas gifts to our kids. Months before Christmas, my wife and I know... ...what we are going to get for them. We know what they will have... ...but it hasn't happened yet. And as the packages begin to arrive at our house... ...because yes, we buy them online... ...and we don't go to the store... ...they see that in fact... ...mom and dad have good things... ...planned for them. And then on Christmas morning... ...they actually hold a gift in their hands... They possess that gift, and they still don't realize the full promise of what we've given them. They say, what is it? They get a sense of the weight or maybe the unique shape of the package. They shake it. We say, don't shake it, don't shake it. And their excitement and their appreciation for the gift increased, not diminished, by that mystery. And even after they tear open the wrapping and they see the box that's inside, even then, the revelation isn't complete. Yay, it's a... No, I'm not going to tell you what you're getting, kids. (laughs) The revelation continues because what do they say? Can we take it out? And play with it? The gift is not just about the thing. But about the enjoyment that we planned months ago. And we'll see how that applies in our second point. But friends, this is like how God reveals his incredible plan of salvation for his children progressive revelation little bit by little bit not over months but over the entire course of human history can you get a sense of the shape of it from Exodus 13 freedom from slavery requires judgment and death but God provides a means of salvation through the shed blood of an innocent lamb. So we must remember the progressive revelation of God's mighty works of salvation. How does this apply? First, friends, remember during Advent the mind boggling scope. That is the advent or the coming of Jesus. Please don't stop at admiring the packaging. As joyful as the homecomings and the hugs from loved ones and the lights and the food are, that is not the full revelation of God's plans for you. He plans. Nothing less than salvation. And just as God commanded his people to remember his salvation when they were in the land of promise, please take time this Advent season to really meditate on God's plans for salvation. If you have kids, take them on a treasure hunt through the book of exodus see if they can find ways that god progressively reveals his salvation do it for yourself god's people have been waiting for the coming had been waiting for the coming of the messiah from the very beginning so go through some books in the old testament and try to answer these questions what does God want to bring salvation for? What does God want to bring salvation from? Why does God want his people to remember his mighty works? Or how does God want his people to remember his mighty works? Friends, I encourage you to consider the story of Christmas in a larger biblical context from gen from genesis to revelation from exodus to the gospels the advent of jesus took longer than the time it takes for shepherds to walk from the fields to the stable it even took longer than the years that it took the wise men to travel following a star Friends, remember the scope this Advent season of how God saves. Not just in your own past, although do that as well, but remember the past of Israel and how God works through His mighty hand. Because only then will you begin to appreciate the enormity of his greater salvation in Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to do that this season. And secondly, as you consider this progressive revelation of salvation, please consider your current Christmas tradition in light of the revelation of Jesus. Such that every little thing that you do becomes inseparable from what Jesus has done. The light in the world. The singing before the throne of God. The embrace of God the Father for his adoptive children. It all points to him. Even the hard things this season, the loss experienced by Christ, the brokenness of this world, and the loneliness. Friends, those things, too, are a part of the story of God's great salvation. And his story is full of those things. Which brings up the question, would you recognize God's mighty hand of salvation if you were to see it? Or would you disregard it as something else? Would you be able to guess the shape of salvation from its packaging? Well let's conclude by beholding salvation. We'll see in Luke 2:22 through 35 exactly how remembering the progressive revelation of God's salvation enables you to behold Jesus as his mightiest work of salvation. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they, that's Mary and Joseph, brought him, that's Jesus, up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord before he had seen the lord's christ and he came in the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law he took him up in his arms and blessed god and said lord Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. That you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. May be revealed. Friends, the salvation that was promised by Yahweh God by His strong hand was revealed as a baby. No, that's too big. A baby. Small. It's been a while since I've helped. A baby. (laughs) And I love that this revelation comes in the context of this system that God commanded for his people on how to remember his their own redemption I don't think that this revelation is an accident In verse 22 and 23, Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus in accordance with what we just read in the law of Moses to redeem him from death by bringing a sacrifice. And when they arrive there, who should they meet but a man, verse 25 says, who was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Friends, Simeon is a man who remembers. He believes the Lord and what he has said. And he eagerly awaits beholding the salvation that was promised by God. And because of God's incredible plan of progressive revelation, he promised, he was promised by God's Holy Spirit that he would be able to see that salvation with his own human eyes. And so Simeon holds this baby, this tiny 1-month-old baby in his arms, and he recognizes that he is beholding the mighty work Of God's salvation. A salvation that was prepared in the presence of all the people, he says in verse 31. What faith. Simeon is saying that God's salvation was visible, had been revealed by the hand of God in this child throughout the history of. Of mankind. How is the birth of this tiny baby consistent with the mighty hand of salvation that God revealed in the past? Honestly, it would be so easy to miss. And friends, tragically, many did miss it. Verse 34 says that Jesus was appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. Friends, many in Israel would fall failing to recognize such a humble Savior. But not Simeon, because Simeon remembers. He stands there in the context of the Passover redemption of the firstborn and he sees Jesus. He sees God's Lamb whose blood would be shed for redemption. Simeon remembers. He remembers Genesis 22. He remembers. Exodus 13, he remembers Psalm 98, he remembers Isaiah 52. And because he remembers, he beholds Jesus. He sees the Savior in verse 32 that would be a light for revelation even to the Gentiles. And for glory to God's people Israel friends remembering the progressive revelation of God's salvation enables you to behold Jesus as God's mightiest work of salvation it's progressive revelation and it's not easy it's not simple but it is oh so glorious and so what does Simeon do? He blesses Joseph and Mary in verse 35. He blesses them. Mary, who would have to remember God's promise when her heart was pierced as Jesus was mocked and ridiculed, hated and plotted against, whose heart was pierced when Jesus hung on the cross and his side was pierced by a Roman spear. Mary, whose heart was pierced when Jesus was taken down and buried in the grave. She had to remember God's promises. She had to remember until she finally Beheld his resurrection three days later. Friends, how does this apply to us? If you want to behold, to experience God's mightiest work of salvation this Advent, then I beg you to remember Jesus. Everything. That God has ever done through the course of human history reveals in increasing detail that Jesus is the salvation of God. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and glory to Israel. But what is the risk if you don't remember? If you forget What happens if you stop simply at festive traditions, happy gatherings of friends and family, gifts and light and food? Friends, that would be like never actually opening the gift on Christmas. Or worse yet, opening them, seeing the revelation of what good things your Father has planned for you. And then throwing it aside. Never experiencing the joy that he had planned for you. Rejecting his gift of your father in heaven. That he has been preparing just for you from the beginning of time. That friends is utterly heartbreaking. We see that in ungrateful children on Christmas morning, or far, far worse, we see it when we reject the only means of our salvation from the judgment of sin and death. If you fail to remember that progressive revelation of Jesus as God's mightiest work of salvation, Then when you see Jesus, you will see only a weak little baby. You will see only a God who cannot or will not keep his promise of salvation. You will see only a holiday that may cause more pain than it's worth. Friends, unlike Simeon, If you fail to remember God's salvation, then you will not see the reality of your salvation through the infant that you hold in your very arms. So please don't miss Jesus this Christmas. But if you have recognized Jesus as your salvation if you have remembered God's salvation and you have seen the mighty work of God's hand through Jesus dying for you to redeem you as a child of God, then you have received on Christmas morning his greatest gift to you. And you know what comes next? You are God's child. And you say to God, holding this unwrapped gift Christmas morning, Father, can I play with Jesus now? Can I, can I take him out of the box? Your whole life is a time where you can spend enjoying Jesus. In the good times, you can say, You can spend time with him in good days. In times when you're lonely and suffering, you can spend it with him. Can I have Jesus with me now, Father? Can I have Jesus with me at Christmas? Can I have Jesus first thing every morning and last thing before I go to bed? Can I see Jesus through the love of my family? Can I see Jesus when it snows white and pure? From the moment that you receive Jesus Christ until the day that you die, friend, and then beyond, you can experience Jesus in progressive revelation more and more and more fully. That is what we have to look forward to, an eternity with him. So remember the progressive revelation of Jesus as God's mightiest work of salvation. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for Jesus. God, more than anything else, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you are with us without fail. Whether the season is merry or bright or whether the season is lonely and dark, Father God. You give us Jesus. And so God, we know that you are there for us and you love us. God, there is no word to express your love for us. Because you have given us Jesus. And you even showed us throughout history all that you did to make it possible to give him to us. God, may we never forget. May we enjoy that context, Father God. That history and that, that magnificent process that you have brought about through your will and your work and your mighty hand of salvation. Father, may we see Jesus... And may we give you the glory that is rightfully yours. May we never forget. May we write the name of Jesus on our hearts, on our hands, and between our eyes. So that anyone who looks at us sees you, Father God. We praise your name this morning. Amen.